1: Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com.
2: Brewers, it's time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zanishef and John Palmer, this is Brew Strong.
3: Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Greetings, Greetings. Ah, uh, yes. Uh,
4: you and I are going to be at uh, GBF
3: here pretty soon.
4: Yes, yes, we are. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. At least I think I am. I've got the exciting prospect of judging for the first time there ahead of me. Hmm? And uh, uh, I'm sure it'd be more work than I'm expecting.
3: Oh, it is
4: a miserable
3: uh, trudge. But I enjoy it. You know, you, you get to sit with a lot of uh, your peers and people that, yeah. you know, you, you're like, oh, you're such and such. And so you, you need some nice chat and people that you haven't seen for a while. And uh, uh, it is a good experience. Um, as I good as a can. miserable trudge can be.
2: <laughs> yes. There are Just like
3: marriage. It's, it could be a good experience and a miserable trudge at the same time. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, last time you and I were there together, I think uh, we were uh, acting as uh, restroom attendants. Uh, yeah, yeah. Restroom guides. Yes.
5: Oh, you're handing out uh, mints and uh, spraying people with cologne, you know, as they yeah, left?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were, they were people were coming up to us. Yeah, yeah, actually, this was the first time we were at JABF together, I think. Right. No, or the second time. The second time, because we were there before that. We mm-hmm. talked about the book, and then we did the book, and then uh, they were having us sign books, and... And people came up just to go, uh, where's where's the bathroom? We're like, over, over that way. See that big wall yeah, over right. there? Because it was just like this big clear area. We were the only two people, you know, that weren't, you know, drunk and staggering by. And then, and then like, another person came up, where's the restroom? Just like, yeah, over there. I mean, it was more than one. It was like two or three. Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody tip you?
4: <laughs> no. No.
3: John. Well, John and I shared a room together. Oh.
4: So. Yeah. That'll yeah. tell you. That's not the tip I was referring to, but... Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But we've had worse signing experiences, I think. <laughs> oh, we have? <laughs> so, uh, Cleveland, was it? Or,
3: oh, Cleveland. Right. Well wow. No, in Cleveland, we did the, uh, the IX Fest. Yeah. And we... we we got we, we got paid to go out to Cleveland and uh, open the IX Fest and uh, do a show there. Did we yeah. do one show or I two think, shows? Or I think we did two shows there. Right. Oh, yeah. you were there? Yes,
2: yeah, uh, was, John, that was, too.
3: That was Scott's first oh, time. Oh, that's, right. that's right. That's yeah. right. And Scott was trying to like route me through Atlanta to save them like twenty five bucks on their on the flight. Yeah. To yeah, Cleveland. They they did that. I didn't. Uh, uh, they yeah, didn't yeah, ask yeah. permission, but Scott, I didn't tell them Scott's otherwise. Like, could you and John and four homeless people share a hotel room? I'm like, no. What, do you hate the homeless? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes,
4: yes, I recall. I recall. That was and back in the day when kept, Scott didn't know I lived in Southern California. <laughs> and no, I kept, I, didn't.
3: I kept telling him, I'm like, no, no, no. And he, I, 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 I could imagine him on the other end going, what the fuck is the matter with this guy? What a, what a goddamn princess. Prima Donna. You know, he, he, you know, and I'm thinking to myself... I tell you, he has obviously not done this for long, because once you've done it a few times, you're just like, no, I will not sleep with your, you know, brother-in-law in his twin bed at your home to save you money on a hotel. Yeah, look at if it. If you I, want you know, me to come, you pay for a hotel room. <laughs> no, a sink. no, no, a single hotel room. No, 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 not, not the, the hostel. No, a actual, like, hotel I'm a broadcaster. I'm not a travel agent. Right, right. I'm sorry. Well, that's what I told you. Let me, let me book the flight. Yes, well, from, now, from then on. Right, right.
4: right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so he learned like, his lesson well. Yeah.
3: And then it's and, like, oh, this flight. It's got four connections. We got it on a price line. Uh, it does take 26 hours to get to uh, Denver. You just go but, quickly uh, through Bermuda. Uh, right, right. And I you'll be there like, in a flash. I'm like, I am not going to spend you know, an entire day of my time to save somebody 50 bucks. It's like, look, I'll pay the 50 bucks myself so I don't have to spend the entire day doing this. Ah, How do we get off on this track? I, I tend to rant when I drink. And yeah. that's one problem with the hop grenade here is they got like 21 really great beers on. T- <laughs> and the list is really good. Um, And there's really like some spectacular beers on there like uh, the uh, Heretic taffable That is uh,
5: spectacular. Uh, Boy, yeah. is that beer tasting there great. You go. Holy yeah. moly. And...
4: uh So do you restrict yourselves to California only, or what's the story there? They just get whatever
5: sounds good. Yeah, there's plenty of California, but plenty from elsewhere, too. I mean, there's like 100 bottles in addition to the tap, so there's beer from uh, every corner of the globe, including, (laughs) I think, think the airport in Bermuda where Jamil flew through. (laughs)
3: That's right. Nice. I think think the only requirement would be that they've got some heretic beer on. We have more than one. (laughs) Lots and lots of heretic here. (laughs) Uh, no, but, uh, and I tell you, it makes it tougher to do the show. It makes it better to do the show because, like, in between shows, I go out and I'm just like, ah, what looks good? Oh, yeah, I'll have one of those. Yeah, thanks. And, uh, (laughs) you know, it is, it is quite awesome. But I am uh, loving it here. There's, like, a bathroom and I don't need a key (laughs) to get in it. And, uh... it's got, like, you know, a light that works, and uh, I don't have to touch the door to open it to go out once I have peed and washed my hands. I don't have to touch anything. Uh, what else? Um, yeah. do, do you get to observe chiropractic? There is free parking here. This is the uh. thing about frickin' <laughs> Martinez is that, uh, you know, parking around there, it was I, I spent, like, four bucks every time I went to a show just in parking. And, uh, you know, unless we scheduled a, a, a show just right, parking, you know, miserable. If you wanted free parking, you had to walk like six blocks through the crack attics. <laughs> Here, it's a half a block away. There is like a four-story parking structure that's entirely free. And no matter how busy it gets... Yeah, you may have to drive up a few levels, but you you get free parking every time. It's like four hours of free parking. And the people you have to get through on the way uh, are only pot addicts. There's no crack. There was one homeless woman pushing a stroller, and she was, like, changing her socks in the the parking structure. But the other people in the parking structure were police. So, um, yeah, there's police cars parked in there, and, you know, it's actually, uh, it's fine. Um, Yeah, very short walk and uh, free parking. Great beer. Uh, beautiful place, nice outdoor seating. Um, yeah, man, sweet. I'm loving it down here. I got to tell you, John, it's been real interesting
5: uh, hanging around with Buzz Jamil because now instead of him uh, <laughs> b- basically leaving during the <laughs> outro for the show, uh, he sits around for an hour afterwards and we, and we talk
3: politics. It, it's right. it, it's I, good I, fun. I like, I like to argue with Scott, <laughs> and then, uh, and uh, yeah, you know that's that's the way that's the way it goes.
4: Yes nice. well, next time I will definitely be there.
3: <laughs> yes, and you would have I mean, you know you, yeah. you you fly in for you know most of the shows, and uh eh, you know you couldn't make this one that's all right um yep. not 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 that big a deal. I'm sure uh our fine host uh, john john blickman uh won't be too upset that you weren't here in person as part of your contract for the Brewing <laughs> network right,
4: right. No, he is is also familiar with uh, planes that don't take off on time. So I'm sure he'll cut me some slack there.
3: Perhaps Blickman Engineering should be making planes. There you go. Because I'll tell you, you know, he makes stuff that works. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I admire about uh, John is he is, uh, I actually got a chance to kind of help out in a, uh, like a focus group that they were doing on uh, a new product. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they invest time and, uh, you know, money and effort into, um, I think he was willing to fly me out there. I had to do it by Skype, but he was, you know, willing to fly me out there. Uh, he's willing to invest in the design and development. He treasures that aspect of making a product. They don't just go, well, this my work. Oh, that's fine. And then slap something together and, you know, start selling it to you and then worry about it later. And they really put a lot of effort into the design phase and the, the uh, you know, creating something that's actually going to work and work the way you need it. That's what makes separates them, I think, from the rest. That's why get yourself over to BlickmanEngineering.com. Blickman with two Ns. Engineering with an E and a G and a .com. And uh, check them out. They, they they post a lot of cool stuff on their website. And, and uh, if you get a chance, send an email to John Blickman and say, Hey, uh, thanks a bunch for paying for this show for eight years so I don't have to. Um, I'm sure he would appreciate a kind note. And I'm sure you appreciate the free shows. So
4: check them out, BlickmanEngineering.com. All
3: right. So, John, what are we doing today? You've got uh
4: Well, we some got some questions. Q&As to do. And uh, you've got a great one to... Some questions here from uh, our email. Uh, You can email us at brewstrong at thebrewingnetwork.com. Is there a theme? And ask your questions, and we will do our best to answer them. Is there a theme, or is this random? This seems to be random, pulled together on my way back from the airport. (laughs) Pulled uh, out of the nether regions, John's nether
3: regions. (laughs) All right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we will have uh, questions pulled from John's nether regions. Right after this.
2: Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitgrenstein? Yes, J.P. Everything is perfect for my next fermented
6: creation. My daughter,
2: the storm is too far away.
6: We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Thor. We will, for I have in my possession the Tower of Power!
3: Enjoy pint.
2: Don't be silly, JP. We have beer to brew.
1: Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer
2: making. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good. But stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian.
1: Oh, man, this guy needs to get some Grog Tags. Grog Tags are reusable, right-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling with without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look.
2: Oh, uh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grogtags, dude.
1: GrogTag. At least your beer will look good. grogtag.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone
0: who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program certified beer server certified cicerone and master cicerone cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer the best beer locations have a certified cicerone on staff relaxed and unpretentious cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer beer styles flavor and tasting the brewing process and ingredients and pairing food with beer learn more about your next beer guide at cicerone.org certified cicerone because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint
1: all right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits? $4.99 shipping on orders over $100 and is also home of the Wolf Shirt. The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Home brew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini-clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of BrewVent Yeast Fuel as well, yeast nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomeBrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomeBrew.com.
2: Back to your hosts, Jamil Chef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong.
3: All right, we're back. Don't forget, yep. you can call in with your questions at 888-401-BEER or 888-401-2337. And get your questions uh, live on the air to John Palmer and myself here today. Alrighty. So there you go. All right. First question, Mr. Palmer, out of your nether regions.
4: Alrighty. Well, this one uh, is from DJSDJS44 at com, And uh, he says simply Hi, guys. I like the ease and convenience of extract brewing. My beers are good, but what suggestions do you have for getting the maximum quality from extract only brewing? Thanks uh, and uh, you know, i I decided to answer this one first um, it's a good basic um, question um, and you and I uh do not shy from basic questions uh, you know people start home brewing all the time. We're basic kind of guys, yep. And uh, I think uh, one of the best places to start is sanitation. Um, and we've talked about that quite a bit. Um, proper sanitation to avoid in, you know, for something fermenting your beer that you don't intend to ferment it. Um, but uh, that naturally segues, segues into fermentation itself. And, Jamil, what is your favorite, favorite theme when it comes to fermentation
3: uh temperature control yep. pitching rates um you know use uh if, if you if you have to use dry yeast uh make sure you are proofing the yeast first um because otherwise you're throwing in 50 percent dead yeast which is no good for your beer yep. rehydrate uh, it yeah mm-hmm. i prefer liquid yeast but uh you know make a starter get a good pitching rate Ferment the the biggest thing you can make happen no matter what, all, everything else staying in the same. Fermentation temperature control if you don't have that.
4: Yes. Yes. That, uh, that's what I anticipated you saying and I, I agree fully. Um, so, uh, if you're just getting started in home brewing and extract brewing, fermentation temperature control is key. Um, I just had a friend of mine that had taken up brewing uh, last week asked me pretty much that same question. He's like, is this really a big deal? And I said, I just told him that uh, I don't think it can really be overstated. Yeah, it makes a uh, world of difference. I've got yeah.
3: uh, some friends uh, that I've met since I've been in Fairfield and they're home brewers and uh, convinced them to, you know, get into the fermentation temperature control. And they're like, wow, yeah, that actually makes a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. my beer is so much better? Yep, that, uh, that, that'll that do it there. You know, uh, and, and there's the common things, like you're saying, sanitation, uh full wort boil that's a that's always a nice one yep. um you know freshness then,
4: of extract
3: and it's you know it's it's cheap and easy yeah freshness of extract you know i do these uh, brew your own magazine columns and in every column uh in the extract I'm, i i put this line in that says all right so they want to know what i use for when i brew beers or what you know what brand i i use on everything yeah and i always say but If you have, uh, you know, a fresher, better example, use that. You know, use fresh Trump's brand all the time. And if you can't get, you know, fresh liquid extract, use dry extract because it's probably uh, a little more stable.
4: Yeah, I agree.
5: I want John's job. <laughs> Jam- Jamil spe- speaks his wisdom and uh, J-
4: John nods his head. It's, it's a good gig. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're, we're on the same page. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, here's another one. Um, this one's from Marcelo. And he uh, says, uh, hello, guys. Is it possible that a big amount of flaked oats in the grain bill diminishes the head stability? He says, I always have a good head formation and stability, and I recently made a wit with 50% barley and 50% flaked oats. The recipe called 50% flaked wheat, but I didn't have it on hand at the time, so I decided to give flaked oats a try. Had stuck filtration, (laughs) but with some patience, I made it through. Now the beer is done and carbonated. It's good, but the foam disappears completely and immediately. I've made this recipe twice before with flaked wheat, and the foam was stable. Same dry ease, pitching rate, and fermentation temperature profile. Same original gravity, 1038. And same final gravity, 1001. After this, I recalled that I had a similar issue with an oatmeal stout with 12% flaked oats, which i had had the bad idea to pass in the blender. <laughs> hmm, okay. Same problems with filtration and head retention. I was wondering if the oils that give that silky effect to the flaked oats can be too much in a recipe. Um... And I think yes, that is probably the culprit. What do you think? Well,
2: well
4: I'm not a hundred percent sure here
3: because um yeah you know, I was thinking that I mean, you know, I guess oats are a more oily grain. Yeah. Um
4: depending on how they're processed, yeah.
3: Right. I mean, you know, uh I assume, you know, it's it's essentially uh roller pressed uh Lake grains. Um, the thing is, he says fifty percent, and then he says twelve percent. Twelve percent is not an issue, right? Twenty percent's not an issue. Fifty, if, I would question. You know, I I I think it's something
4: else. Yeah, I would question his starch conversion at fifty percent. Right. Um, but
3: uh i'm not i'm not sure it's the oils but uh, plus this um you can add oil to beer uh mm-hmm. when it's fermenting and the yeast will take up a lot of oil you you'd be surprised at how much oil it'll take up um mm, it, okay. it, it excessive oils and excessive lipids will uh uh cause uh can cause some uh staling issues yeah um but um you know, I I think you know the initial head retention not necessarily.
4: You know, um, hmm. yeah, certainly I'm excess lipids, including oils, will destroy head retention. Mm-hmm. Um, they allow everything to wet quickly, but um, now you say you, you when you've added oils in fermentation, do you mean like uh, chocolate, cocoa? What kind of oils yeah, are you? You, referring you to? can you
3: know dump olive oil. You know all that that big oh, okay. silly rave about olive oil and in, in replacing oh, yeah. oxygen uh, a while back. Um, uh, you can add a substantial amount of olive oil and uh, not not run into issue. At Heretic, we actually use a uh, canola oil based uh, uh, anti foam um, to uh, to our beers, and actually okay. we and yeah, we have great head retention. Um, so, and we had, you know, eh, you know, a a bit, I, you know, it's, uh, two fifty mils per 30 barrels, which is, you know, not that much, but, um, you know, the the amount that's in, you know, uh, five pounds of oats.
4: Right. Compared to, yeah, a half a cup or a full cup almost.
3: Right. So I'm, I'm thinking, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. It, it potentially could be, but since he said 50%, and he also saw it in a beer with 12% oats, no, 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 right. that's not your problem. You got some other issue then.
4: Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I, I would agree with you there, yeah.
3: Right, I mean, you know, there's, there's the, or, you know, or it's two different problems,
4: you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know.
3: We mm-hmm. don't know. Don't know. Yeah, none. But we we don't think eat. it's. I I don't think it's the oats. Okay. At yeah. Least good not information in, all cases.
4: in the email, but uh, it is hard to say without, for one, tasting the beer and mm-hmm. asking a lot of other questions.
5: It's weird though. It sounds like that's the only thing that was different, right, from batch to batch.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, but see, he's it's like, not. oh, one of them's twelve percent, and I had problems. i fifty percent. I have problems. I'll I, I guarantee you, you can use twenty percent and not have any problems whatsoever. Hmm. Uh, you know, I would I would probably tag it more to fermentation issues or something like that, or you know, a lack of a clean, beer clean glass, or um, you know, some problem along the you know the serving process or something like that. Uh, you know that that's more likely the issue.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
5: You want to uh, do one from the uh, chat room and. Yeah, uh, sounds breaking good. breaking up a little bit. This one is from uh, Double Helix. Uh, he says, Scott needs to learn how to scroll up. Okay, hey, Moss, I have a question. It might be off. Uh, Chad, Chad Jacobson mentioned on uh, his show on this session that uh, Brett can interact with alpha acids and prevent it from oxidizing. Uh, also, it is known that dark malts have antioxidant effects as well. Therefore, would a Brett Black IPA tend to last a lot longer due to the additive antioxidant effects?
3: Mm. Yes and no. Um you know, uh sometimes you know too much of a good thing, but I will say Brett really does uh you know, uh, it it tends to uh you know be very good at uh preventing oxidation. Um Yeah, you know, the only problem with that is um Brett can have a a bitterness to it itself and then you know the black malt and then you know the ipa i think yeah you know you're gonna end up with a, a very unpleasant beer just off of that <laughs> sounds like an unpleasant combination mm-hmm. i could be wrong but
4: it sounds unpleasant yeah brett in the early stages always has a starts off kind of phenolic and uh i i just don't like those flavors myself mm-hmm. so you know i've had you know uh good breweries uh versions of say like Belgian stouts and um belgian black i p a s kind of thing and uh you know if you like those kind of flavors, then they may appeal to you but they they don't to me i i'm into the to the extent that i i almost don't care whether it's oxidized or not.
3: right right yeah so there's it may not be oxidized but it could be unpleasant for other reasons uh you know brett will produce you know phenolics uh under certain circumstances under certain certain circumstances it won't it's interesting because um you know you can uh, uh, you know pitch you know enough brett to where you can actually get a fairly clean ferment Oh yes, yes. And then, mean- uh, you know, you can pitch, yeah. you know, different conditions and it will it will produce a, a, a very interesting wide range of uh characters. So mm-hmm. um yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I I I think uh our answer is I suppose that could be the fact, but uh would you really want to drink it? So go ahead and try it and let us know. Yep. That's, I, that's I guess
4: my final comment is I wouldn't brew it that way solely to, uh, you know, try to improve flavor stability. I'd brew it that way if you like those flavors. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry so much about the antioxidant effect. Um, if you see what I'm saying, you know, bre- brew, it, brew that beer because you like uh, the main flavors of the beer, not because you're trying mm-hmm. to improve flavor stability.
3: I think that's an excellent point.
4: Yeah, brew what you
3: brew what you like, and then try and do that well versus trying to brew something. But I think it's a, a good uh, creative, good creative way to to think of it, though. Sure. And I'll yeah. tell you, you know, uh, if you have good creative ideas, one of the, the cool things is being an AHA member because you can share those creative ideas with other HA members in the HA forum. They've got a great forum, very active on the yep. HA website. They've also got the Zymergy magazine. They've got the Pub Discount Program, which you can use here at the Hop Grenade or you know at Heretic Brewing or many other breweries around the area. We all tend to support the AHA. And uh you can uh uh get into the AHA uh conference, the AHA rallies, which are free, and you can get uh you know a lot of a lot of great benefits out of the AHA. Plus, you know, it's an organization that kind of looks for uh what's going out oh, what's going on for uh Uh, homebrewers everywhere. So great, great organization. Sign up, uh, AHA, uh, American Homebrewers Association, uh, uh, and you can sign up through the uh, Brewing Network website, thebrewingnetwork.com. Find the AHA logo, click on that, and uh, a little slice goes back to the Brewing Network. It helps pay for shows like this. Tell you what, let's take a short break. When we get back, we'll talk to the blind guy from Greensboro right after this.
1: A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCP/IP and the internet was born. Revenge of- was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened to theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let bad Badass bitch Jade and brewing brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at HopTech.com.
2: Watch out! Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Sakagichi.
3: Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishef, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe. We were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top
1: seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com.
0: Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the big oxygen kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, they've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract so you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection that's williamsbrewing.com orders placed by 4 p.m pacific time weekdays ship the same day brewing is easy the williams way
2: back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brewstrong.
3: Alright, we're back. We're uh, enjoying the the awesomeness of the hop grenade. <laughs> Meaning, you know, beer just like appears like magic off of a uh, 21 beer list. Nice. Uh, just John, you gotta get down here.
4: I do, I do. The,
3: the plane, you know, you should have you should have just bought yourself a new uh, you know.
4: G6. Well, you know that was the plan. Yeah. And because it's Friday afternoon, uh, everything the store was, was
3: closed. Up. Oh, there you go. You couldn't yeah. buy a, a new jet in time.
4: No. Mm-hmm. And we were I mean, I was looking at LAX, Ontario, John Wayne, San Francisco, Sacramento, you know, San Jose. And People look in, they're
3: shocked that we're on the radio here.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and they're just like, oh, wow, look at that. They're on the radio. What are those guys doing in there with headphones and microphones? And they're like, really, do I have to listen to this? Yeah, you know, a note yeah,
5: to uh, in, anybody out there that may be thinking about opening a, a beer bar or really any business, just put something like this in there with an on air sign. You don't have to have a show. Just put a studio in, and you'll attract attention. <laughs> right. Yeah. You sit in there talking to nobody, and people will be like, "Ooh, what's going on?" And
3: just yeah, throw three geebers in the uh, in the room with headphones, drinking beer. And That's they'll it. Just like, what the heck are those
5: guys doing? Yeah. Great marketing.
8: Mm-hmm.
3: Indeed.
5: All right, you guys want to talk to a uh, blind guy here? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk to blind guy. Blind guy.
7: Hi guys, back for more abuse. Hey, <laughs> okay. I know both you guys. I know both you guys are cooks, and I got this idea on war, uh for starter for storage um, from storing stock for soups. And I wanted to bounce this off because I wasn't sure whether this is a safe idea or not. Um, but making up uh, a huge batch when you do your starter stuff and freezing it and then storing it, I mean, even keeping it in a in a plastic bag or something so it's kept separate from the rest of the stuff in the freezer, but freezing it into ice cubes and storing it like that until you're ready to use it Crank it out when you need it, chuck it in the pot, melt down as much as you need.
3: yeah, it will work, um, you know, and then you avoid you know problems with things like botulism and all that um, uh, the only issue is you got to heat it up, you know, yeah at the end yeah. but uh, it's just yeah, the yeah.
7: pressure cooker Pressure right. cooker isn't cheap i mean it's that's an expensive way to go. it's the best way to go, but yeah, that's, that's not, not that much Those things aren't that's well, a couple hundred if you find a good one. No, they're scary man no, they're no. Scary. <laughs> you
3: you you could you could get yourself uh go with the american brand yeah. um it's like or something milled milled aluminum and yeah, yeah. you could you, you know depending on how big a one you want um they're not they're not too bad even the the biggest one with like the that labs use with the electric element on the bottom right. i mean they're right. those might be a couple hundred, but you can just get a pot put it on your stove. Yeah. Um, and the nice thing is it's all room temperature and liquid when you're ready to go. But no, then you set
7: it to, what, about 12, right? You usually set it on 12 or something like that? Isn't that what it usually ends up being? Or is that too high?
3: 12? I usually go to Yeah,
7: there's a, there's a little gauge you can set it on. Some of them have a little oh. gauge that you can set it on that will determine how high, oh, uh, f- f- you know, what your... Oh,
3: f- f- 15 pounds of pressure. Gotcha. That takes you to 250? Gotcha. And then you're okay. uh, you you're um, sterile sterile after about twenty three minutes of, yeah. of fifteen psi, um, yeah. which is you know same thing an autoclave does all that, um, <clears throat> but you know I, I think you know you let, let's get back to your your actually Ice very yeah. good suggestion uh, thinking yeah. outside the box because uh, you know you if you freeze the work doesn't matter what the pH is. If you freeze it, you're not going to grow botulism in there. There is still right. you know, possibly some activity, minimal activity from, uh, you know, other things. But, uh, you know, at, at that temperature, it's it's essentially zero. Right. So, yeah, no, but that's you would a good definitely,
7: idea. You would, you would definitely bring it back to a boil, or would you just heat it up and use it for a start? I, was, I, I would bring it back to a boil after melting it, but I suppose if yeah. it really has slowed it down that much... You could just melt it and use it, right?
3: You could. Um, You know, it depends how much bacteria and such you've picked up in in the rest of your process of transfer and and cooling down and freezing and all that. But um, if you boiled it, yeah, you're good. But if you're going to boil it, then, you know, why go through all that hassle? What I would do, you know, is just... You know, it's uh, ten mils water to one mil uh, by weight of uh, yeah, yeah of uh, DME. You know, and just boil it and, and do that. Yeah, um, yeah.
7: Then it's right there fresh. Yeah, right, I was just right, thinking, right. in a hurry, you know, waking something up. Couple, toss a couple ice cubes in the pot. You know, bring it up. You're good to go. That, right, great, right. You
3: know? Yeah, you could, you could have that, you know, maybe freeze it in, the, you know, an algene bottle and, and something like yeah. that. And then, uh, you know, you, you just take it out the night before and, you know, if oh, you, if you yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. No, I, I think that's good creative thinking.
7: Okay. There's another creative idea that I haven't heard you talk about. At least if, if, I ha- if you have, I've missed it somehow. Hopping during knockout.
4: Well that's that's uh whirlpool hopping.
7: No no no. No. I'm not I'm talking about after whirlpool. I'm talking about going from whirlpool to chiller and hopping while the wart is still between hundred and fifty and ninety degrees.
0: Yeah,
3: it's kind of kind of uh, well you know, um like a hopjack. Yeah. it's you know, hop back. Yeah, usually, kinda
7: like it would be like a hop back. Yeah, but hop back's but done hotter
3: yeah. usually. It's done
7: yeah, with, but see, if know, we're, oil talking, oil. we're talking about aroma and flavor, we're talking about the oils, not not the uh, alpha acids. We want the oils, and most of I think myrcene's right. uh, volatile at 150, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, so what you're suggesting is, you know... Um, Extreme hot bursts. Chill, chill down your, your volume of wort down to below 150. And then run it, and then run it through a hop back or you know, then dump in a bunch of hops. Oh, that yeah. And then chill it the rest of the way to the fermenter. Yeah, yeah. I I could see you know possibly getting some benefit from that as well.
7: Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey. Good. Good I heard it there. Good creative thinking.
3: Yep. Being blind, you're you're probably uh, doing a lot less uh, internet porn. I mean, not. I mean, you still do some. (laughs) No, dude.
7: I, I. my, it's all by the bumps for me, and there's four that matter. And believe me, I have lots of fun. <laughs> well,
3: there's <laughs> there's got to be some good audio internet porn, yes, right? For sure. I mean, you know.
7: Have you ever shut your eyes and listened to audio porn? Well, <laughs> yeah. you might as well listen to the Simpsons. Uh, it's, it's hey, horrible. hey, hey! Don't be no.
3: don't be hacking on that Marge. She's pretty sweet.
7: No.
5: <laughs> yeah i'm sure the uh the mm, gets blind guy off you know and
7: no yeah. actually actually i want to throw this word in here i want to throw this word in here to both of you and i know you get it a lot masturbation but i'll tell you what i lost i lost the <laughs> speaking of masturbation if you're interested in masturbation check out adam and eve okay
5: <laughs> all right all right thanks blind guy <laughs> we appreciate the call Jesus
7: christ <laughs>
2: oh my god
3: well speaking of which uh, we do have that fine sponsor at com. <laughs> yes. Good segue, baby. Blind guy. You're the man. There you go. And you know, for a limited time only, you go in there with the offer code JAMIL, J-A-M-I-L. You're going to put one thing in your shopping cart. You're going to get 50% off that one item, right? Then they're going to give you a free extra gift. They're going to give you a free shipping on everything. And you get to choose three free adult DVDs. It's not just the bottom of the barrel leftover crap DVDs. You actually get to choose from genres such as anal amateur, Asian, Big Breast, Big Buds, Bisexual, Chunky, Coads, Fetish, Gay, Interactive, POV, Lesbian, MILS, etc. So use off code GEMEL, Jamel, J A M I L at Adamandeve.com. You can even do it from your mobile phone, and you're gonna get fifty percent off the one item. That's all you're paying for. Then you get free shipping, you get a free extra gift, so central I can't mention it, and you get the three free DVDs from categories that you're, of your choosing. So uh, check it out, adamandeve.com, use off offer code
4: Jamil, J-A-M-I-L. All right, uh, okay, so one more question? No, I want to interrupt real quick. Speaking of DVDs, <laughs> yes. I wanted to let everybody know that Brad Smith and I of Beersmith Mm -hmm. have put together two how-to-brew DVDs. Mm -hmm. Um, One is the extract brewing process, and the other is the all-grain brewing process. And uh, the all-grain one should come out this fall. The extract one is currently um, available. Um, You can go to beersmith.com slash DVD and find order details there. You can get it online off Vimeo. Either buy or rent, and I believe Amazon is carrying it as well. So, if you have any friends that are interested in getting into home brewing and want to see, you know, high quality DVD uh, featuring myself and Brad Smith uh, going through the process, uh, check them out.
3: righty. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's take a short break. When we get back, we're going to talk to Mo Brewer from Kansas City. After this.
1: into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge
6: to restore civilization. Uh, I need a
1: drink. Oh, no. The liquor store has been ransacked.
7: You looking for
6: beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first twenty-five
1: minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over. Oh no, those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot
6: tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us.
1: People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. (gasps)
6: Oh, Oh,
8: it can't be done.
1: Come with me if you want the beer.
8: Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He
0: is the chosen one. The prophecies <laughs> say that he's going to get us wasted.
1: Someone start
6: heating water. And then From the coast creators coast. of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service, comes
2: the home brewer.
3: Hi, I'm Jamel Zandershaf, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the Style Profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the
6: Homebrewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew
4: Your Own magazine. Greetings, greetings. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. <laughs>
1: and Lallemand Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. The biggest innovation in brewer's yeast in 125 years is here. Yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. See it for yourself at NHC in Grand Rapids.
2: White Labs. to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong.
3: All right. We're going to get to Mo Brew in just a bit, but uh, John, one more question from the email pool. Okay. Oh,
4: you want me to read one? Ah, gotcha. Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. That one... <laughs> I'm glad you're prepared, John. Shuffle. Well, p- you know, I want to find a good one if I'm only going to read one. John, shuffle uh,
3: the papers
5: real close to the mic. It's it's good effect for the listeners. Thank you.
4: Okay, you're welcome.
3: Yes, we actually use real paper here at the Brewing Network. Nothing but the finest. That's twenty pounds. Okay. Bar. Well,
4: uh, keeping with the 96 brightness that John's the, using, uh, elements of uh, basic brewing uh, theme that seems to be going along at the moment, um, or I'm um, pretending there is. So this is from Dyslexic Alchemist, and he says, Brewmasters, is there any significance to the inch of water suggested to be maintained above the grain bed during sparging? Would the work quality or mash efficiency change if all the sparge water was added once the grain bed was set instead of adding it at the lautering rate? Um, yes. 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 Uh, uh, that that inch of water over the grain bed is is... Uh, I put that in how to brew because I wanted to get people to maintain the fluidity fluidity of the bed. Um, if they were to allow the the top of the green bed to become exposed to the air and then start sprinkling sparge water on top of that, um, as some early texts had, at least not disallowed as a as a possibility. Um, the the problem is that you can compact the grain bed, the whole thing will settle, and you will really start channeling the water down the sides of the water ton, and you won't end up watering your grain bed at all. Um, once that grain bed gets compacted, you can't flow water through it very well, and you're not going to rinse your sugars uh, during sparging. So that's the purpose of the inch above was just a you know a safety zone to help uh, maintain the fluidity of the bed the the flow through the bed um, once so once you have that condition um, it really doesn't matter whether you have all of your sparge water above that inch or if you're just maintaining that inch during laudering. that's that's how my my thinking on it
3: well, there's also um, you know, <clears throat> um I mean, depending on how 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 you get the uh the water in, if you you know, essentially mix all your sparge water in with the grains, I think you're going to get a slightly different result than if you uh lay it all in on the top. Okay, yeah. And I think um I think what you're saying about uh, you know a dry dry bed versus uh, you know keeping a wet bed um you know there's there's one thing but um you know if you're going to do more than that uh I would just be careful about um you know uh diluting the the sugars up throughout the whole column versus you know if you if you if you're draining the the word out continuously and replacing the top inch. With uh, fresh water, it ten I, I you know potentially you could get a slightly better extract than if you mix the whole thing in with water, yeah. or you let the the sugars start to mix in with the top uh, the the water over the top of the bed. But I mean, it's such a, a small thing. I don't know.
4: Yeah, uh, not a large difference in well, extraction that, and, efficiency, but and some. people
3: have such such crappy sparging practices that yep. when they batch sparge, they actually uh, get uh, better results because when they're they're normally sparging, fly sparging, they're channeling and they're they're just getting horrible efficiency, and so when they batch sparge, all of a sudden it goes up. and They're like, oh look, batch sparging is better than fly sparging because. Well, in your case, yes, because you weren't fly sparging, right? Um and you had a you know, like a bad false bottom or something like that. Yeah. So uh, batch sparging can be much better for you know, um when you're going to uh quick and easy. Yeah, if you're going to you know better equipment and uh you know a better uh process then uh fly sparging can uh, might be might be the better choice. All right, let's get to uh, Mo Brewer in Kansas City. What's happening, Mo Brewer?
6: Hey guys. I just uh, brewed my first batch of lager after brewing for two-and-a-half years. Uh, it's your, your recipe from Brewing Classic Styles for the Munich Helles, and uh, tasted delicious. But I had a question about when to carbonate it in the keg. Um, so uh, it fermented down in three weeks, and uh, this is week four, and I've been slowly, slowly uh, bringing it down about two degrees every day, and it's almost to 40 degrees. Um, I wanted to know if I was thinking about lagering it for a few weeks. Should I carbonate it uh, uh, before I lager it, or should I wait until the lagering period is done before I carbonate it uh, in the keg, or does it really matter?
3: I would keep enough pressure on it that uh, you know no oxygen is getting in as you're as you're lowering the temperature. But um, so here, here's the thing. Um, in 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 if, if you believe that the yeast are are having uh, an impact on the beer, then that's why you do the slow lowering of the temperature as you did. That's why you also don't drop it below forty degrees Fahrenheit because you want those yeast to still be active, and you keep it down there and then um you're also not going to want to add co2 because co2 suppresses the yeast activity so you want that yeast activity but you want it cold um so i would not carbonate if you don't believe in the yeast are actually having a a whole lot of effect and you are willing to just you know you want to just drop out uh uh you know some of the hot particles and uh um, you know, uh, alpha acids and things like that, and that's what's giving you your smoother lager character. Then um, it doesn't matter, and you can just carbonate right away and and just crash cool. Does that answer the question? Oh, hold on, I put them on hold.
5: Did it answer your question, man? Yeah, thanks a lot. That's great.
3: Well, there you go. Uh, somehow I don't believe him. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it sounded yeah. sarcastic. Yeah, uh, yeah hey, whatever we'll you say. Fine. Sure, fine. Fucking <laughs> blowing off. What the hell? Uh, What's the matter with you guys? I call in, and and this is the answer you give me? What a pile of shit! <laughs> I want my money back.
5: Uh, Mobro, let us know what happens with it. Let us know how it turns out.
3: No, honestly, does that does that does that make sense, or does that answer the question, or or you got more?
6: No, no, that makes sense. Uh, when I was listening on the phone, it was kind of staticky, so it was kind of hard to hear what you were saying. Yeah, um, no, I've actually, uh, you know, I've, I've read or heard somewhere that like uh, like carbon dioxide, is it toxic to the yeast? or? But you said it suppresses yeast growth, so I should just... Uh, it suppresses the activity,
3: yeah. Um, yeah. it You know, toxic, uh, you know, just about anything is toxic to any living organism if you put it in a high enough concentration. You know, if, if you lie down in a bathtub full of water, uh, you know, water's toxic to you. You're going to die. Um, you know, it's the same thing with, with carbon dioxide. If you get high enough carbon dioxide where you're at, you're going to die. Um, so it it's it, it does uh, suppress yeast activity. So um, you, you just want to, I, I would hold off on it since you, yeah. you put all the effort into lowering the temperature over time.
4: Yeah. Uh, my my theory on lagering is that, you know, it's mostly a clarification process. Um, and if you're, if as you say, the Hellas tastes great right now after three weeks, that tells me that the yeast have done their job when it comes to conditioning the beer and, you know, cleaning up acetal- acetaldehyde and um, other, you know, um, off-flavors. Um, I don't know what the clarity of your beer is like at the moment, but, uh, if, you know, if the beer flavor is fine, that sounds like fermentation is done. Uh, there's probably no reason not to simply crash cool it and carbonate it. Well, uh, Uh, I shouldn't have said crash cool, but
3: yeah, there, there's one reason not to crash cool is, um, I, I did see a study where, um, if you actually crash cool the yeast, it will express more of, uh some of those ester-forming compounds that they have in them uh, yeah. at the end of fermentation. I'm not sure how long, if, if you leave it long enough, I wonder if that's still the fact. But uh, this study was showing like you know, like a 50% increase in, in ester formation or 30%, whatever it was. Uh, it's in the book. Um, but, in the used uh, book? Thought, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting um, that uh, crash cooling could express more more esters. So, uh, you know the, the the chilling could could help there, the slow chilling. All right, have we beat this question to death? I yeah, think thanks so. Thanks a lot,
7: guys.
3: No problem. Thanks for taking the time to call in. Uh, and the rest of you folks, you know, next time uh, we're doing a show, don't hesitate to call in. We're actually now taking calls. We haven't for like uh, seven years, but uh, now we are. <laughs> and uh, the number is eight eight eight. Modern technology beer. is fine. time you're listening. Uh, also make sure to check out our fine sponsors. Check out uh, Blickman Engineering. Go go there to their site, Blickman Engineering. Blickman with two N's and uh, uh, make sure if you get a chance, tell them how much you appreciate them paying for the show so you don't have to. Uh, check out the Brewing Network store. Lots of goodies there. You can buy uh, shirts, hats, books, glassware, uh, just about everything. And when you do, it goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and pays for the show so you don't have to pay for it. So Rather than paying for shows per download, why don't you go buy some goodies from the Brewing Network store? Get yourself some goodies and continue to get free shows. I think that that's a clever idea. Till then, Brew Strong, everybody. Brew Strong.